Good um, morning, afternoon, evening. I'm never sure. But welcome back. Um, I'm starting or I'd like to start uh, discussions on a new series called I'm Calling uh, The Path of Promise. It is um, highlighting some of the people in the Bible whose uh, life stories and tra trajectory um, shows the road that they walk or live um, getting to uh, God's promises or, I don't know, enveloping God's promises along the way. We'll see what happens. Um, now, there are some people in the Bible you can just pick out all together and you can immediately see um, how God has walked with them. People like Abraham and Moses. And yeah, Moses' story, definitely one for the books. Um, a, a child who was supposed to be dead ends up in the palace and then he murders somebody and then he's exiled and out in the desert gets a whole nother family, comes back to Egypt and saves the people of Israel. Ta-da! Um, definitely um, some rockiness there, some mountain highs, some valley lows, I mean, and you can definitely see it. Um, but there may be some people who aren't as famous or infamous, depending upon how you look at it, in their walk on that path to God's promises. And those are some of the things that, um, some of my favorites, these are my favorites that I'd like to highlight. So here we go. Uh, we're gonna start off with um, Ruth. Ruth is a woman and she has an entire book dedicated to her life story in the Bible. That's not um, usually done, but that's kind of cool for her. Um, God's plan since the beginning of time has been to redeem his people, mankind, humanity back to himself through the sacrifice of his son, Jesus Christ on the cross. Now that's the big picture we all get to see, the, the, the final ending as it were. And, um, but like I said, that's the big picture you kind of see on the, on the puzzle box before you dig into all the, you know, 1500 pieces you need to put together. And one of those pieces that doesn't necessarily seem to fit where you thought it would, is the story of Ruth. Now, Ruth's story begins with actually another woman named Naomi. And Naomi and her family, her family is her husband and her two sons, live in Bethlehem. But in Bethlehem at that time is a famine, which was really kind of natural back then. It was a, family, a famine in Bethlehem. And so Naomi and her family, husband and two sons, moved to Moab. Well, where there isn't a famine so they can live. Now, while they lived there, the boys grew up, eventually married two women from Moab, namely Ruth and Orpah, not Oprah, Orpah. That, that takes some thought in my head because it's Oprah, but it's not Oprah, it's Orpah. So Naomi's two sons marry Ruth and Orpah. And they all live as one family in Moab. Now to make this whole entire Ruth book short, I'm gonna condense some things, but um, while living in Moab, the entire family, a tragedy struck their household in which uh, Naomi's husband 
and two sons died, leaving a family of widows without any extended family in Moab to take care of them. They were now three women whose husbands had died with no extended family to provide for them. But if you're familiar with the story, then you know that Naomi's husband was born in the tribe of Judah, one of the 12 tribes of Israel. And she knew that if she returned back home, if she went back home to Bethlehem, there would be extended family within her husband's family to provide for her. So that's the plan. She tells her daughters-in-law, Ruth and Orpah, the plan. See, I have to go back home because, um, you know, our men died and I have kin. That's what they call relatives and family. I have kin back home who, who can take care of me. You ladies should stay in Moab because this is your home and more than likely you'll find other men to marry. Now, Orpah took that, stayed in Moab. Ruth, on the other hand, had a different mindset and decided, she made a decision that she would leave with Naomi and travel back to Naomi's hometown of Bethlehem with her. And that's what happened. Well, in doing so, um, Ruth goes back to Bethlehem with Naomi. And in the ensuing time or years, Ruth eventually married Naomi's, one of Naomi's male kin, Boaz. Now, if you're familiar with at all the, st the story of Naomi, Ruth, and Boaz, you know Ruth married Boaz. Boaz was a wealthy landowner. And well, that seems to be the happily ever after all of our stories want to end up as but God. That's a cool state, a phrase right there, but God. See, God never seems to really be satisfied with the status quo of our perceived happily ever afters. And thank goodness, right? Because where would we be if God settled for our happily ever afters? So Boaz married Ruth. This is where things get interesting now. Boaz married Ruth and had a family. Boaz and Ruth married and had a son named Obed. Obed begot, and I'm starting to really like begots because you have to watch out for those begets because the begets actually get you somewhere. Okay, let's start again. Ruth and Boaz had a family and they begot Obed. Obed which is a boy's name, Obed begot Jesse. Mm -hmm. You see where it's going? Jesse begot David, and David became the God-anointed king over all of Israel and was the lineage through which, through which Jesus was born. Now, ordinarily you think that was the interesting part, but that's not... That's not where it ended for me uh, because the, the thing I found most interesting was that not only was Ruth a Moabitess, meaning a woman who came from the land of Moab, Moab was a place where they did not serve or worship the one true living God, which means 
when Naomi met Ruth, when Naomi's son met Ruth, Ruth was not an Israelite, okay? She was not an Israelite by birth, but converted to Judaism, what we call Christianity today, when she returned with Naomi to Bethlehem and she married Boaz. This was also true, this sort of scenario was also true of Ruth's mother-in-law, Boaz's mom. <laughs> I'm so excited, okay. Ruth's mother-in-law was Rahab. So awesome. Now, Rahab was the harlot who hid the Israelite spies in Jericho. So when Jericho fell at the hands of the Israelites, her family was rescued and she too escaped with the Israelites and eventually converted to Judaism and married a man called Salmon. Oh, it's probably Salmon. He was an Israelite. Now these two women, Ruth and Rahab, neither of them were believers in God, in the God of heaven, in the one true and living God. Yet God chose them as threads in his divine tapestry of redemption. Both started out on a road that could have led to destruction and despair, but God. See here, I'm using the word, but to introduce or add something that is usually different from what has been experienced previously, namely the way these ladies live their lives. But you inject God, whose very nature is transformative, and you have a formula that changed the trajectory of their lives. And that same change can and does the same for us. No matter what road we are going, no matter what we're going through, or no matter how we think our lives look right now, no matter how far off the path of unrighteousness we may stray, or how ordinary we think we are, or worthless, or tainted, or shallow, or whatever our mindset is, we have to know that God has a plan for our good and the good of his kingdom, a plan that he will prosper as he sees fit. Not how we please, not how we think it should work out, not how we think it should move. He has a plan that he will carry into completion, which means actually y'all, he does all the heavy lifting. We just have to move with him. Sort of like Ruth moved with Naomi with no thought of how this would end up. Her thought was, I wanna be with this woman who has blessed my life and I wanna be a blessing to hers. So I'm not just gonna leave her. She had no idea she would marry again. Although of course she figured she, she probably figured she would, but she's going into a strange place. She has no roots in that place. But God, God matches her with one of the wealthiest men there, a landowner, somebody who would take care of her and Naomi for life. She also marries Boaz and into Boaz's family. His mother too, like her, 
coming from a place where she was not born an Israelite. She was not born Jewish. She was not born serving God. That was not her culture. Rahab was a prostitute. That's how she took care of her family. In a city that was known for debauchery, etc. But God, there was an opening and an opportunity in her life on that road, and she took it. That is the path that leads to promise. Now, I hope to continue this series and highlight more people that are fascinating to me, and I hope to you too, but also that highlight more of God's character, not just in their lives, but in ours. Can you find those threads that God is using to weave together the tapestry of your life? Because in both these women's situations, that tapestry grew and grew and grew as their family grew. Ruth, neither um, Rahab were alive when Jesus was born. But Jesus can walk back and, and look at the grand scheme of his tapestry and know what his lineage is. And so can we, so could David. David knew who his father was, of course, and his grandfather and his great-great-grandfather Let's take some time to find our thread. And then while we're looking at what has come, don't worry. God has a path that leads to his promises. All we have to do is find it. See you next month. Bye.